Welcome to another episode of Experience Football Summer. First game of the day in the Premier League was between Manchester City and Manchester United. And we were supposed to have a big game, Derby. But Manchester United had a different idea about, about the game. Solskjaer started the game with three centre-backs as I thought he will. And third centre-back was Barry because Varane is injured at the moment. City looked like they could score as many goals as they want. It was just the question how many they want, how much strength do they want to lose in the game. Because every time they pressured United, they got the ball back. And why United had trouble defending against City is because City is not playing like most of the team. Though Walker and Cancelo, their fullbacks, are not running behind their wingers, so they are not strictly next to the line. They have a lot of tasks in the middle. They tend to play even as central midfield players while they are attacking. So Gundogan, De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva can move a little bit more and can even go in between the defenders and one of them can be main striker during the game. So when they play like that, McTominay, Fred and Bruno Fernandes have to stay in the middle. They cannot move anywhere else because they have to play against basically five players in the middle. So that leaves Lukšov and Wambisaka playing one-on-one on the sides against, in this case, Gabriel Jesus and Phil Foden. And that basically allows them to create more and to have more opportunities to create. But what did this mean about Solskjaer and his job? Because United doesn't look like they have anyone else that could take over. And they are not actually even looking for any big name. Because Zidane doesn't look like he is interested to take over that job at the moment. They are considering maybe Ten Hag or uh, Rogers, But both of them are managers at the moment. And I don't think any one of them wants to take over that job in the middle of the season. But once again, United is a team with a lot of attacking potential. They cannot keep playing with three centre-backs, because you are wasting a lot of talent, and now Solskjaer is even thinking about playing Sancho as right wing-back, basically to play with three centre-backs and to play Sancho instead of one Bissaka on the right side. And if you do that to a player that basically cannot defend, and his best part of the game is his creation, you're wasting his talent, you bought him for no reason. He gave a few minutes to win the beak, both in games against Atlanta and Manchester City, but is he looking at win the beak too late? <laughs> Will this two chances for win the beak be the last thing Solskjaer do as Manchester United's manager? But fans seem to like him. Every time he touched the ball, there was a lot of support for him from the stadium. And one more question for United is, is Pogba done with the team? He is injured, he won't be back till January, and we don't know if he wants to leave in January, or will he sign pre-contract with some other team, possibly Real Madrid or Barcelona. But either way, I think that's about it for Pogba in Manchester United.
We had Conte's first game in Premier League as manager of Tottenham, and they play against Everton. We already got some reports that on his first few days, Conte stayed a few more hours training with players than they should because he is not satisfied with team's shape at the moment. And the question is, how many players does Conte need? I think he needs a few more players, defender, defenders actually, and at least one more midfield player. And even if Kane leaves, I think they will just buy Lautaro Martinez because Conte managed him. I think he likes him as a player and I think he can fit in perfectly in this Tottenham team that cannot basically play from long possessions. So Lautaro is fast player, he can play with players on his back and most pro probably he can have great relationship with Son because we know he played next to Lukaku, he wasn't the main scorer in the team. But now since I men mentioned Son, I'm thinking about is his selfishness finally catching up with him? Because during this season there was a few situ situations where I got irritated with his decision making because there were he was in situations where he attacked two on one. He had Lucas Moura or some other player next to him in the counter attack and never once did he pass the ball to anyone. Only way he will pass the ball in the counter attack is if Kane is next to him. There is no other player in the team that Son respects enough to give him that ball. And in most of those situations, it ended up that Son missed the whole goal. Conte gave a chance to Doherty during the game. And the thing that didn't sit right with me is, why didn't Doherty play more with Nuno? Because they were together at Wolverhampton, he seemed to have good relationship with Nuno and he had great last season in Wolverhampton before he went to Tottenham so why didn't he play at all with Nuno? Now the question is can he get back in his form and can he perform as well as he did? Looking at their midfield players he starts a game with Hoiberg and Skip and that's fine but that leaves him with Endembele Ali and Los also on the bench and that's too many offensive midfield players and he ha also has Harry Wings next to them. He is basically a defensive midfield player so he can replace either Hoiberg or Skip in situation that some of them cannot play. But what can he what should he do with three of his attacking midfield players? At least one but probably two of them have to go. And if we look at players, probably Ali should be the first player to leave the team. And maybe Endembele should be the second one. Because even though he is really talented and a great player, he probably won't fit in with contest style. But regarding this game, Everton was a much better team. They had a lot of chances to score, especially in the second half, but they couldn't do it. There was a lot of drama over penalty call because Richarlison did not seem to share his opinion with the referee. And after that, 
any decision that referee made, there was just too much drama. Richardson even tried to provoke Romero and get him out of the game. But I think he should focus more on his game and not on those kind of things. Last game of the Saturday was between Brighton and Newcastle. And I expected more from Brighton because we know they had few, a lot of good games in this season. And they are coming out of game against Liverpool where they managed to score twice and get back in the game. You don't expect them to play that slow or scared against Newcastle. They scored from the penalty and basically didn't create anything after that. And in the end of the game, their goalkeeper even managed to get the red card. I mean, didn't have any influence on this game, but it can be the problem possibly for their next game. So we thought that the game between Manchester United and Manchester City will be the game of the week, but that ended up being game between West Ham United and Liverpool. And wow, West Ham looks like a great team at the moment. But is Liverpool having almost the same issue as they did last year, but just a different position? Because last year they didn't have any defenders to play, and this year it looks like they don't have any central midfield players. Everybody's injured. I guess betting for the West Ham after this game is that Ogbonna tore his ACL and he will be out for the rest of the season. So I don't know if Dawson is good enough to be their first option. And now without rotation and with Dawson as their first choice for that center-back position, can West Ham keep playing good as they do at the moment? Also, I wonder what's the five-year plan for West Ham United. Because at the moment they look great, but we know that Rice will probably leave, maybe even next summer. So, if they manage to get from 80 to 100 million for him, how should they invest that? I think that they should do the same thing that Aston Villa did. Take that money and invest even more. So, you should build the team that will play great football for maybe next five years. Because at the moment they have a lot of potential. They have Kurt Zuma that recently signed with the team. They have Suchak that's also player that came in maybe two years ago, I think. They have Pablo Fornals, Ben Rama and Bowen. I don't think any of them is going anytime soon. So the position they have in Weston is probably they need replacement for long time replacement for Cresswell. They need strong striker that can replace Antonio and that position that will rise leave open so they need another defensive midfield players with him leaving. But honestly, the way that Ben Rama and Fornals are linking up during the games is just amazing. Before the game starts, it looks like Fornals is supposed to be offensive midfield player and Barama is left winger. But during that game, you cannot see which one of them plays what position because both of them move so much and change positions with each other and make it so hard to defend them. But if we look how West Ham plays as a team, they play better when they are defending with full team on their half. 
because if they try to uh, the pre pressure higher the opponents, the team gets kind of disbalanced because half of the team is pressuring, the other half of the team moves, but not as fast, so possible counterattack can cut them off guard. So basically, if West Ham managed to score from some set piece and defend for the rest of the game and only push the long balls for Bowen, for Niles and Antonio, West Ham will win. But we also have had a lot of interesting games in La Liga over the weekend. The first game I want to talk about is between Real Madrid and Real Vallecano. Real Madrid won, they scored twice, but the problem with Real Madrid is it's, it looks like they lose motivation in the last 15 to 20 minutes of the game. Because they start strong, they score fast, and as the game comes to the end, the players either get tired, but I doubt that, or they completely lose motivation and just stop playing. And that's one of the things that Ancelotti will have to work on, especially because you play with Eder Moltao and Alaba as your centre-backs, and they are still kind of trying to link up, so you cannot have players that won run in the end of the game but when you are defending good two centre-backs that haven't played that many games together. And Falcao scored once again. He scored against Barcelona and Real Madrid. He is now scoring at every 66 minute and he scores 5 goals so far in the season. So you have to wonder where would Falcao be today if he never left La Liga, if he stayed at Atletico Madrid or maybe went to Real Madrid or some other big team. Because when you look at him, at his career, how good he was before he went to the Premier League, a lot of people forget that. So you have to think about how good will, would he be if he never had those spells in the Premier League. Obviously he's old now and I don't expect him to score 20 goals in this season. I'm just wondering. Barcelona played against Celta and they played without manager because Xavi didn't sign his contract before that game. And the game started great for them. They managed to score three fast goals and also scored Depay as well. And we had Sergio Busquets scoring after two years and he did the same thing two years ago against the same team. He scored in November of 2019 against Celta as well. But in the second half, they had few injuries, but they are the team that needs to have like 80% of the time ball possession because they cannot defend if the opponents have longer possessions. Xavi's first few days in the club were interesting. He made some new decisions. Some smaller things, some bigger, like he told the players that they cannot have prior trainings anymore and that makes sense because if he wants to push players on, during his trainings he don't know what they did with their personal trainers during their personal training so maybe that's the reason why Dembele is injured constantly and maybe this will help him recover. About Piquet he kinda let's say put a leash on him 
because he's not gonna allow him to travel anymore and do do those in private interviews that he used to do. Now with these rules, I think players can see that Xavi didn't come to the club to be their best friend. I think they can realize that he's here to make a difference. He is trying to show them that he is tough and he won't tolerate any of the things they used to do. Now the question is, with respect to the players and him being a good motivator, can that replace lack of experience for job that he has at the moment? And this is not an easy job, don't get me wrong. So we have to think about that. And I want to talk about game between Sevilla and Real Betis because that was supposed to be big derby of La Liga. But in the first half, Real Betis got red card and everything ended at that moment. Sevilla waited, looked for their chances and scored twice. And Real Sociedad managed to stay first at top of the table for one more week. They played against Osasuna and they won. But how did they play? They are not playing fast at the moment. They are not creating a lot. They just trying to kill the game and defend as much as they can and when they get their opportunities they score and the problem I think is they a lot of those opportunities are coming from individual actions from the players like that Januzaj's action when he played against four defenders and managed to get the penalty before the end of the game so that's the main thing I would change. I They have to create more. They have to play a bit faster because you cannot re- rely on those players to create something every game if you want to stay in the Champion League spot.